Welcome to the journey with Mpo Podcast, a sacred space for healing, love, and rediscovering your life purpose. Introducing your host, Mpo. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Hello, Journey with Mpo friends and family. In today's episode, I am excited for you to meet my mentor and Reiki teacher, Dr. Chris Lipat. Dr. Lipat is a holistic doctor of chiropractic cellular regeneration technique practitioner, functional medicine practitioner, and white light and karuna Reiki practitioner. Now, I know I may have lost a few of you there and it's okay. Stick around and I promise we are going to simplify things. Diving deeper into her biography provided on drchrisdepart.com, Dr. Lipat discovered the value of chiropractic combined with nutrition and energy work during her own healing journey. After 12 years as a dedicated, full-time staff and volunteer board member for various social justice organizations in New York City, she experienced burnout and its consequences. Activist mentors introduced her to the restorative effects of Reiki, yoga, and acupuncture, and she was quickly hooked on the philosophies of nurturing inner healing. Hello, Dr. Lipat. Thank you so much for accepting our invitation. Mm, thanks so much for having me. Yes, I'm mm. happy to spend some time with you. <laughs> yeah, this will be fun. Yeah. Okay, so let's jump into my first question. So, shortly before attending to the process of nurturing your inner healer, you experienced corporate burnout. How 
easy or tumultuous was the transition from corporate world to energy work? Hmm. You know, um, working for an organization um, in a place where, you know, New York City, gosh, it's such a, a wonderful, mm-hmm. crazy, awesome place where mm-hmm. so many different peoples live. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a great cross-section of the universe, really. Mm-hmm. And at that time, um, you, you know, I was in my 20s, right? So I'm still <laughs> young and just idealistic. Um, mm-hmm. And at that time, you know, when I grew up in, I was, uh, my, my parents are Filipino. Okay. Um, they met in New Jersey. My, their first date was on the Staten Island Ferry, right? <laughs> but this was in the 70s. Okay. So, you know, I was born and raised in New Jersey. Um, as a Filipina and it was it was rough it was rough to grow up in a predominantly white um, area yeah. from there um, you know I learned about racism because I experienced it yeah. I learned about being an outsider yeah. um, you know I learned about how it is to live kind of outside the, the matrix mm-hmm. <laughs> so to speak yeah. you know I was reading fantasy books um, as yeah. a way to escape um, and more you know starting to lean more outside that kind of matrix um so later on it helped me to um you know learn how to question things i went to a college um oberlin college it was very progressive institution right a lot of um activists actually come out of it and it really um opened my eyes and helped shape my values around Mm. you know um what's fair what's what's just in the world And so when I saw, you know, uh, when I compared my experiences and and could relate to others' Mm -hmm. experiences around, um, you know, not belonging, um, Mm -hmm. around, you know, social and economic injustice, I was like, I got so passionate about it. I got so passionate about it. So, so, you know, even though I was Mm pre-med in undergrad, you know, my parents are, are, my dad's a doctor, my mom's a nurse. And so I always thought I would be a doctor. A medical doctor right okay. so but when I went to school um, and I was I was a biology major right so we would do experiments and and we would question them and I realized a lot of these experiments were, were failed experiments <laughs> you know we would make an hypothesis about you know um, hormones and then mm-hmm. we would try to influence those you know mm-hmm. in, in mice experiments and then we would, it would we would totally fail mm-hmm. and then I was like oh my gosh wow this is so eye-opening um that science is not uh is not infallible Mm. that you know science um is is just you know people testing their ideas and Mm -hmm. seeing what works and what doesn't and and realizing that you know what's important about being in the medical field is that you want to convey that you know because people are depending on you to save them, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so you need to give that confidence. But at mm-hmm. the same time, it's hard because we actually really don't know. No. There's so <laughs> many things we don't yeah. know. Um, and, you know, science is only just catching up, mm. right? So, um, so when it came time to really move forward, um, mm-hmm. I was like, gosh, I don't know if I want to be a doctor because I'd want to change the whole medical field. And that's a lot of energy. And I don't yes. know if I want to <laughs> do that. So much changing to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, so I, I, I pursued my passion at that time, which was um, get it, I was getting active in the Asian American community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's when I got into um, wanting to 
do more community work. Mm -hmm. So when I graduated, I, I moved to New York City and got involved um, mm -hmm. and got into social justice. So um, it was it was great. You know, I was I was doing really meaningful work, um, mm -hmm. but you know, it also came from a place of like trauma, <laughs> right? You know, for me, I was wanting to um, you know help change the world mm -hmm. i was wanting to save everything and everybody mm -hmm. um and i was putting myself out there a lot i was working 16 hour days i was so dedicated to the the missions of the organizations i was in yeah. and um i also had a hard time saying no i felt so overly responsible for everyone and everything um and so working those hours putting myself out there for so long yeah. um you know it was gratifying at first and then at some point i burned out mm -hmm. right so um, as I was burning out, though, that's when I learned about Reiki. And Reiki came into my life. You know, yeah. I didn't seek it out. Um, you know, a friend of mine was like, oh, you should learn Reiki, yeah. right? And it happened to be, um, uh, there's a Reiki master who's a Filipina activist who okay. moved uh, to New Jersey from the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And she, um, she was like, oh, you know, everyone should learn this. And mm -hmm. so me and all my other Filipina activist friends, we all learned mm -hmm. it. And it was... It was awesome because mm. to me it was like magic. Yeah. You're right. Obviously, we're, we're trained to learn how to um, sense and feel energy. Mm. And with every Reiki attunement, your intuition increases and increases. Yeah. You know, now when I was little, right, and I was all up in fantasy books, you know, I, and, you know, because I, I liked it because of the idea of, um, you know, this idea of magic that people had abilities beyond what we could normally just see. see right or experience or feel um at that time so i think at some point i actually i was so into it that i actually went down into our backyard and i yeah. cut down a small tree uh -huh. because i wanted to make a staff <laughs> 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 right i was that yeah. like geeked out on it <laughs> um and so but my dad you know i didn't ask permission right i was mm. i didn't ask permission of my dad i didn't ask permission of the tree <laughs> I didn't, you know i didn't know anything i didn't know yeah. about that back then i just knew yeah. wizards have staffs and i want to be a wizard and <laughs> you know and i'm gonna make a staff for myself so you know but my dad found out and he was so upset you cut down a tree you know and mm. And I was like, oh, I got so shame. And so it just ended up staying in the garage for so long, right? Because I didn't, you know, I, I had the inclinations, but I didn't have the, the real understanding of mm. what, you know, what that was, what yeah. magic is, yeah. right? So Reiki was my first introduction. Yes. Um, and gosh, I loved it so much. I was like, okay, when's the next class? When's the next class? <laughs> you know, and so in, in two years, I, yeah. I got to master level. But in that meantime, um, it was changing my life, right? Mm -hmm. It was helping me, even though there were nights when I wasn't sleeping right or kept waking up anxious, um, I would Reiki myself and then I could get through the day mm -hmm. as though I had a good night's sleep, a full yeah. night's sleep. But I knew that wasn't sustainable, right? Um, I knew that, you know, I wasn't, I just wasn't feeling well and that if I kept going like this, I would get seriously ill. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I said, okay, gosh, um, I need to leave. I need to leave New York mm. because I don't know how to say no. Mm -hmm. um, if I stay, I'll have to say no. And I, I still need to learn that. I need to learn yeah. what my boundaries are because in New York, I just, you know, I'm so connected now. I want to help everyone and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I need to rest. I needed to leave. And so that's when I said, okay, I'm going to give you a year's notice because that's how dedicated I was. <laughs> um, and I'm going to leave. I'm yeah. going to move to California. 
um, mm. and just rest yeah. and do and do a Reiki practice. Yeah. Right. So okay. So now I'm leaving this. Getting back to your question, I'm I'm leaving this kind of corporate world, salaried world, yeah. to move into this now choice of choosing to be a Reiki practitioner, mm-hmm. which in a sense is then starting my own business. So I was pretty naive. I was like, okay, I'm gonna, even though I, I thought, oh yeah, you know, I, I've worked in small nonprofits, so I know how a, a nonprofit yes. works. I know how yes. business kind of works. <laughs> but I didn't realize, oh my gosh, I have to, um, I don't know people in the place I'm moving to. Um, I hardly know the field itself. You know, I'm moving from one um, profession to another profession. Um, so, um, so yeah, so I was like, oh my gosh, I have to start my own business. <laughs> Very bold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, you know, in a place that I don't know anybody, right? Yeah. So then I was like, okay, well, um, I worked with a friend who's a coach and we traded. I was like, okay, Reiki for, you know, some coaching. Mm-hmm. So she's like, okay, imagine your ideal day. I'm already in California now. Imagine your ideal day. And I said, okay, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to have breakfast, take a walk. And then I'm going to have a Reiki client, Mm -hmm. maybe two Reiki clients in the morning. (laughs) And then have lunch, maybe have a Reiki client in the afternoon Mm -hmm. and then have, you know, dinner with my partner and, you know, with Mm -hmm. friends. Um, And then that's it. Right. (laughs) So she said, "Okay, so how do you feel at the end of the day? And I was like, bored. (laughs) Bored because... I mean, yes, maybe once in a while I'll have, you know, friends at the end of the day have dinner. But for the most part, I'm at home mm-hmm. seeing one or two people a day. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, you know, before I was living in New York City, you know, like, you know, just seeing lots of people all the time. So I was like, oh, gosh, wait, is this what I really want? <laughs> you know, I just had this kind of vague idea, yes. you know, then I decided, oh, maybe I need a part time job. <laughs> and that's when I ended up working for a chiropractor I found the next day I look on Craigslist oh there's a part-time job opening working with a chiropractor oh my gosh perfect I could learn about the holistic healing field work part-time um, also do really easy work because I was so burnt out I, I was so happy to just file for someone and answer their phones I was that tired you know from being like a you know funding executive to like a secretary and I was so good with that I was so fine with that that's how burnt out I was right so um so yeah it was it was not easy Mm -hmm. but um because I was naive I didn't know like really how what a big decision I was making but I just knew that a change needed to happen Mm -hmm. and I just somehow trusted that things were gonna fall into place Yeah. yeah And actually, eventually, um, I knew I was going to go back to school mm. in some way. Because, yeah, if I did want to do go more into the healing field, I would probably need to do something. So I was looking into acupuncture, and then I oh, actually okay. looked into okay. chiropractic. Okay. And I ended up in chiropractic school. Oh, okay. So Reiki came first. Yeah. Reiki is like the gateway. <laughs> Reiki is. is a wonderful gateway it into is. learning about energy. Yes. Um, and... And then it, you know, it opens you up to just a whole nother dimension and world of, of how humans exist in this world, right? Yeah. I guess <laughs> my question is for your transition moving to raking people who knew what Reiki was and then raking people who didn't know what Reiki was, 
what was your discussion like when someone went, okay, what is Reiki? <laughs> what is Reiki? What are you trying to do to me? Yeah, right? <laughs> do I need to keep my clothes on? <laughs> yes, yes, clothes on. Clothes on because, you know, the, the human being is not just, you know, I mean, we're, you know, now I have words. Even back in, though, in the early 2000s, I don't know that, I, you know, there are necessarily words out there. Um, mm. Like quantum science was still kind of early on. Yeah. Right. But nowadays I could say, you know, ultimately we're all just vibrating strings. We're all just mm -hmm. sound and frequency, mm -hmm. but we're dense enough that, you know, we can see each other with our naked eye. Yes. Right. So, um, or we could feel each other, right? Yes. Because we're a little bit more dense. Yeah. Um, so Reiki, uh, and then we have energy fields around us, mm. right? That extend, can, yeah, which is the auric field, which can extend out, you know, many feet, depending on how, how awesome you're feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I went to see, I went to acupuncture school because there was this um, practitioner, uh, Qigong practitioner from the Wudang Mountain who wow. practiced laughing Qigong. Okay. His chi was so big. I was at the back of the room and I can feel his chi. It was so oh. powerful. Just the way I felt it was just this energy, this kind of pulsing energy. Okay. So if you're sensitive and, and that's how I am, I, I feel things more than I see and hear, right? So yes. I felt his energy. So in any case, yeah, yeah. so we're that possibility. As humans, we are that possibility of yes. not just our bodies, but how we extend out. Mm -hmm. So um, Reiki is a Japanese form of energy healing that allows us to, um, as a practitioner, access this universal life force energy to um, um, become a channel for a person who is, or even for ourselves. And the Reiki energy knows how to bring, bring other energies into balance, right? So let's say key is another word for energy, right? So, um, you know, in Chinese medicine and in Japanese medicine, um, you know, and, and of course in the Hindu chakra system, mm -hmm. there are all different ways of naming how energy gets organized in the body, mm -hmm. right? So there's key of air, key of water, mm -hmm. um, key of the blood, key of salt and minerals. Mm -hmm. um, and so Reiki is kind of like this overarching key that knows how all of these other keys need to be balanced. Mm -hmm. Uh, acupuncture, um, you know, is a very sophisticated understanding of how to balance energy in the body mm -hmm. um, in meridians. And so Reiki is also kind of like, you know, a spiritual kind of acupuncture, so to speak. Yeah. But you don't have to have as much training, right? Because with, yeah. you know, miraculously enough with Reiki, um, anyone can do it. Mm. Anyone can do it as long as you're open um, and as long as you're not attached to the outcome and that you're just allow um, the person who's receiving to bring the energy through so that they they can help to balance they can balance themselves and again they don't we don't even need their understanding as well right it's so interesting it's so interesting in that way I guess my next question was going to be about how much I love your usage of the term practitioner 
in mm. comparison to the term Reiki healer. Mm. Because I think that there's sometimes a misconception that if you do come to a Reiki session, some sort of healing, miraculous thing will mm. take place. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not always the case. And we're not saying we're not healers, but we're also not saying we're healers. Mm -hmm, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. There's a middle line there. How do you navigate those expectations and the people who come with that magical thought like right. okay i'm gonna get healed here fix everything right can you <laughs> yeah. please fix me right and yeah. and that's how we're we're raised in this culture is yeah. like um you know we're so um disempowered around our health that we mm. seek people out to help fix us right mm. um that if we if we give them some money they will give us the cure yeah. right and it's actually um unfortunately it doesn't really work that way right what actually is going on is that um we make choices and also we do inherit um you know ancestral um tendencies um we do if some people believe um or have experienced kind of past life traumas it, you know in conjunction with our present life you know all of those expressions come together and we make choices yeah. right and um, those choices either are healthful for us or not. They yeah. put us out of balance um, or they keep us in balance mm -hmm. or they're healing or they're, you know, they cause deficiency or toxicity, right? Uh -huh. And so we make those choices. Yeah. And then we also have subconscious and subconscious experiences mm -hmm. of emotions, mm -hmm. right? Which are based on, again, our past experience or ancestral and past life trauma, right? Yeah. But so we have these experiences. And so... Um, you know, when you're coming to the table to work with a any kind of, you know, alternative healing practitioner, mm -hmm. right? Um, what they're actually providing for you, they're a facilitator, mm -hmm. right? They're helping to balance, to rebalance your energy yeah. so that hopefully um, you can continue to remember how it feels like to be balanced mm -hmm. and begin to make better choices for yourself, right? So, um, so a Reiki practitioner will clear what's called blocks. Yeah. Energetic blocks are um, basically patterns of incoherence in our body, mm -hmm. right? Or stress patterns in our body that we've created, you know, over time, you know, whether it's learned um, patterns yeah. that have helped us to survive, mm -hmm. um, learned stress patterns, or whether it's... Um, just strong experiences that we couldn't process at the time and so we've kind of stored it until traumas. we are ready yeah exactly traumas yeah. until we are ready to process it right and yeah. so that's why usually you know we go back a lot to childhood because that's where a lot of strong experiences happen that we're not able to to understand mm. at the time but we know that if we respond in a certain way it's going to help us survive right mm. at that moment because yeah. that's all we're wired to do until you know our, our brain becomes more you know, um, developed and we can um, begin to look back and change those stories, right? Yeah. So in any case, um, an energetic block is like that. It's like an mm. incoherent, like, trauma or... And so the Reiki... Like a short circuit. Yeah, exactly, like a short circuit too, yeah. yeah? And so um, we store that until we're ready to look at it and transform it or, or bring it to a place of ease mm -hmm. or more um, integration or kind of a neutrality. Yeah. I use all these words to basically say a place, an area of the body that's kind of frenetic and yeah. in the survival mode and yeah. 
um, we now look at it again and, and, you know, and there's a lot of energy there, right? So then as we're older, we could look at it and then the Reiki energy can kind of bring more coherence to the area, help it calm down. Yeah. You know, that kind of localized stress can help it calm down, bring yeah. ease. And so then when there's more ease, you can look at that area or that memory or that trauma from the past and say, oh, I see you now. Mm. Now I can better understand how it impacted me. Mm. Now I can realize, you know what, I'm, I'm not that little kid anymore. You know, I'm an adult now and I'm safe, right? Yeah. Someone yelling at me or even my mom yelling at me, maybe it, it was a huge impact when I was young because... You know, I didn't know whether or not my mom would keep me yeah. <laughs> or whether my mom would keep, kick me out if I did something wrong, right? Yeah. But now I know, you know, I have my own home. Yeah. You know, if mom got mad at me, I'm still okay. <laughs> you know, the, the world is not going to end, yeah. right? And so, um, so yeah, so, you know, Reiki can help on that emotional level or mental level or even that physical response, right? Yeah. So, like, um, again, you might have stored that, that trauma that then if you experience something that reminds you of that trauma or that's similar, mm -hmm. you may go into a stress response, a physical yeah. stress response, right? So, um, so yeah, so energy blocks, so Reiki can help to, you know, yeah. bring more ease yeah. so that then you can help to look at it safely and transform it um, mm -hmm. in a, on a conscious level, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes people will come to a Reiki session, you know, and they... And I mean, yeah, if you clear people's blocks, you know, people can feel like a superman afterwards or a superwoman yeah. or a super person afterwards, yes. right? Because unstoppable. Yes. Right? Yeah. Or you could also feel like, gosh, you've been run over by a bus. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because yeah. now, um, you know, now that, your now that you gave yourself some ease, mm. your body can now go and do some healing and repair work. Mm. It can do some detoxifying work. It mm. can you know, begin to um, rebuild, right? And so that can be um, painful, <laughs> yes. right? Because now all these things are up in the surface, things that you had buried because you didn't have time to deal with before. Now now are coming up to the surface. So you can look at it and deal with it and, and release it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so you can feel all of that after Reiki session. You can feel amazing or you can feel like, oh, gosh, wow. <laughs> that was a lot. Um, yeah. And then, you know, the next few days you can have Again, you can feel like totally on and you can be totally in your flow or you can feel like, oh my gosh, wow, okay, I remember that. Mm. Um, oh, wow, now I, now I can cry because I, I couldn't cry before. Um, so, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm sure you've experienced those things. I've experienced them with attunements, which, mm. you know, is kind of similar to a Reiki session. But yes like times 30 of a Reiki mm -hmm. session exactly maybe. yes so instead of being hit by a bus you get hit by a train <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 because a, a Reiki attunement is yeah. really it's a it's a spiritual attunement that um it'll basically you, your channel it opens up your system to be able to channel even more purified kind of light yes. spiritual light yeah than you did before because mm -hmm. everyone has a connection to the divine everyone has a connection to you know yeah. the universe some some are more open than others so yeah. the reiki attunement really opens it up more mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so it's a very purifying experience so anything again that's lower uh kind of lower vibration or or doesn't serve you as much you know will come to the surface <laughs> to work itself out. <laughs> yeah yeah so that you can begin to hold more and more light yes 
I definitely feel that I feel much better than I did when I first started Reiki and so I do see that gradual improvement what I do like about Reiki is that it seems to be a multi-layered combination right you're working on the physical you're working on the emotional you're working on the auras and all of these other elements that encompass all that we are but i like that you can you don't just have to do reiki like you do reiki and acupuncture you mm. do reiki with muscle testing which is like a component of reiki and so mm -hmm. you can combine it into all these other things like your elixirs for mm -hmm. instance was that initially where your reiki mindset was to <laughs> you're fine <laughs> to branch out into all those other holistic medicines and techniques or did they just gradually come as you expanded your key? <laughs> Great question. Um, you know, I think, oh, also, I think I, to finish the point around um, being a facilitator, right? So yes. a practitioner is a facilitator, which means actually the, the healer is the person on the table, right? Oh. The recipient is doing all the healing. You're just clearing the blocks, right? Okay. Okay. You're facilitating. So that's why, you know, a lot of folks or a lot of what I teach is to remind people, don't call yourself as a Reiki practitioner, try not to call yourself a healer mm. because you're not the healer. You're just the facilitator. The person on the table is mm. the one healing, right? Okay. Yeah. So now to get to your question of, um, yes, all the different modalities that have come into my practice. Yes. Um, let's see. I think, you know, for, for me, um, part of doing the Reiki every day since 2002 for myself <laughs> since I you know my very Almost first years? yeah my, <laughs> is it that long ago my very first you know Reiki class right yeah. after that I've been Reiki myself every day um, it's helped me to decrease that survival um, ex you know mind right mm -hmm. which is so powerful um, you know so um, and all the survival kind of thoughts um, and as that decreases, um, you know, I replaced them with affirmations, but what increases your, is your ability to be creative, mm. right? Because hard to be creative when you're just surviving, right? Yes, it is. And gosh, you know, um, and also this world would love for us to, you know, in this capitalist world, they want us to just survive. They want us to just consume, yeah. right? And leave the creating to, you know, the rich people yes. <laughs> basically yeah pretty right? much um reactive yeah, yeah 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 so we're just in this reactive consumer mm. save me like buy you know buy a uh, um buy a remedy buy a right um buy a cure yeah. right versus like okay taking the power mm. taking my own power to create my own reality right to cr to mm. grow my own food to you know sew my own clothes again to you know do all those things that i remembering that i can create yes. so it was interesting when i started my business just even my um this after i finished school right i was like okay i can either work for another chiropractor mm -hmm. or i can start my own and i'm like ah uh, you know because i am such a soft-spoken you know um kind of rebel <laughs> i knew that if i work for another chiropractor my my voice wouldn't come out and I knew I needed to, to, to really guard, uh, protect myself mm -hmm. and my voice. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I was able to create a situation where I can start my own practice and mm -hmm. build it. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, 
once I figured it out and I started building it, it was the hardest thing I've ever done because, you know, who learns how to create? Who learns how to um, create your own business? That's what school uh, should be for, by the right? way. Right? Right? <laughs> right? We're just learn. We're just in school. We just learn to memorize and, you know, follow the yes. rules, right? And, you know, then you'll be an upstanding citizen. Yes. Right? And, and buy things, you know? Yes. <laughs> and work for the man. Yes. <laughs> right? It's eight hours. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we don't learn about how our body works, mm. like truly how our body works. We don't mm. We don't learn about how to grow things. We, yeah. and, you know, those, are, those things are changing now, right? Yeah. So rapidly. But in any case, back then. So, yeah, so, mm. you know, the Reiki and then, you know, just continuing to, to have faith, you know, grew my ability to be creative. You know, and also as I... As I change my question, mm-hmm. right? Because when I first started my practice, and this is important, I think, for people who are starting their own practices, what what is the question you're trying to answer, mm-hmm. you know, in your life, in you know, or to help people to answer, right? So when I first started, I was like, okay, um, you know, the body knows how to heal itself, mm-hmm. right? Because um, you know, it's so sophisticated. There's so many things going on in the subconscious, you know, innate mind that helps to keep our body running so you know the body you get a cut the body knows how to heal it but why isn't it healing the bigger things Mm. right um why do i have this persistent chronic issues and so that's you know when i first started my practice that's when i started getting opening up to the complexity of health so then Mm. i was like okay well you know there's the physical level there's the emotional level there's the nutritional level there's the energetic level right So I was like, okay, um, I've got the chiropractic, but I realized, you know, chiropractic is really great on the physical level. Mm-hmm. But gosh, I also have Reiki. Let's bring Reiki back in because yes. it, so chiropractic is opening up nerve flow. That's mm-hmm. kind of its intention, right? Okay. Okay. But Reiki is opening up energetic flow, mm-hmm. right? You know, on the, on the physical, but also the emotional, mental. Yeah. spiritual levels right so oh let's let's bring those both in so i was able to combine those mm. um you know of course you know people are used to going to a chiropractor like 10 minutes crack crack you're gone you're yes. done right <laughs> but so my sessions were a little bit longer right they yeah. were like an hour long so they're more like a reiki mm-hmm. you know with chiropractic kind of session yeah. i just really had the chiropractic and the reiki yes for the most part um but then the next question began to come to me mm. and i was like gosh what do i need to up level yeah right what do i need to up level i mean yeah i know how to manage my symptoms and yeah I, sometimes i require a lot of supplements and mm-hmm. you know to keep me balanced um mm. gosh you know but is there more right and so that's when i asked what do i need to up level and what do my patients need to up level mm. and that's when that's when um people gifted me things so i mm-hmm. someone gifted me sound bowls uh-huh. another friend of mine gifted me crystals mm. right and so these things were just starting to come into my practice because it was helping me to answer that question uh-huh. what do i need and what do my patients need to up level mm. right mm. so so and because i have um i incorporate muscle testing into my practice mm-hmm. right for me, as a as a kind of kinesthetic person, you know, my intuition intuition comes from feeling, right? Mm-hmm. So muscle testing, which is a kind of like a stress response test, mm-hmm. is a way for me to get in touch with that person's higher self or that person's, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of yeah, their higher self, and I can ask the body questions, yes, no questions, using the muscle testing. So it's great because then I can 
I can use the muscle testing to ask the body, how do you want me to approach you? Mm-hmm. You're having neck pain, okay, and I'm getting sense, I'm ready to look at the neck pain now. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I have so many tools. Um, should we do chiropractic? Should we do Reiki? Should we, oh, do you need a crystal? Do you need sound healing? Um, and so then also I incorporated affirmations as well, right? Because the throat chakra has its own affirmations. Um, you know, I incorporated, um, and that's also when the concepts of past life trauma and ancestral healing came up more and more to the mm-hmm. fore. And again, with the muscle testing, I was able to ask, oh my gosh, there's an ancestral component here. Okay, how much detail do we need to know about that? Is it on your mom's side, your dad's side? How many generations back? Um, you know, what emotions are connected to that? You know, and so, <laughs> excuse my breakfast. Or, um, so, yeah, so by asking, by opening up that question, mm-hmm. all of these things came into my life and into my practice to better serve. At the time, I was using these homeopathic sprays to help with, uh, there's a technique called neuroemotional technique, okay. right? Which basically takes the, physi- the stress physiology related to particular emotions. So let's say, you know, for instance, anger, mm-hmm. right? I could be angry. Mm-hmm. Like, gosh, that really gets to me. Or I could be angry, right? Yeah. And, you know, have that stress response attached to the anger. And so that approach helps to decrease the stress response related to the anger. So I would use, there's things, approaches like tapping or mm-hmm. pulse work or breathing where you get in touch with that emotion, mm-hmm. right? And then as you get in touch with it, if you breathe or if you um, contact some acupuncture points, mm-hmm. you can decrease the stress response related, attached to that emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? And so that's actually, so, so I had these homeopathic sprays which were kind of like kind of like acupuncture in a bottle, which helped to open up the particular meridians attached mm-hmm. to particular emotions. So, for instance, um, the liver liver is related to anger, mm-hmm. um, and so that meridian, you know, those homeopathic sprays can uh, uh, work on that meridian to open it up. So, at some point, um, they had a problem with their manufacturer because. Um, yeah, and the FDA, because the FDA didn't like their um, non-alcoholic preservative, so they had to switch it. So they stopped manufacturing for a while, so I said, oh my gosh, <laughs> I really rely on those, yeah. you know, to help people with shifting mm. those stress responses to, Im- to their emotions. Mm. Um, so then I was like, okay, well, gosh, there must be something else then that's mm. even better. And so, um, again, I was visiting my own chiropractor and he was using flower essences. Yeah. I was like, what is that? <laughs> so then I learned more about flower essences um, mm-hmm. as well as gem elixirs. Mm. And flower essences and gem elixirs um, are kind of like, you know, a flower um, has to create beauty in the environment, in the harsh environment in which it is existing to survive yeah. right so in that and of course it's a it's a little force of nature right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. in that creation of beauty it's also you know captures a certain energy or sacred geometry mm-hmm. within its within its form yeah. and so um edward bach was a doctor mm-hmm. and you know a lot of people understand uh, or have learned about bach and use bach flower essences mm-hmm. um and you know, he realized that 
we can transfer the energy of that flower into water. Um, and that it kind of uh, turns that water into, you know, again, a very sacred geometric mm. kind of energy. So it potentizes the water. It makes the water very sacred in a sense. Yeah, that's why, um, what is it? Uh, essential oils are so expensive. I've heard mm. about the process of getting like how many rows does it takes to get rose essential mm. oil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What's nice about this is it's uh, flower essences is a little bit less extractive. Okay. Right? Because okay. it's just the energy of the flower and not uh, the actual um, matter, flower matter itself. Oh. Right, so um, so it's a little bit more eco-friendly, actually. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. But any in any case, they found that each flower had, as well as, and we also know with crystals, it's the same concept, right? Mm-hmm. Each crystal has its own vibration and yeah. own intentions that helps. Uh, so they're wonderful assistants. Yeah. I found in helping us to hold more complexity with ease, mm-hmm. right? So the idea with um, helping to calm the stress response around our emotions mm-hmm. right is that eventually um, we want to be able to be present to all that is to the to the good and the bad yeah. to accept it to love ourselves unconditionally mm-hmm. and to eventually be with all of this with ease mm-hmm. to be able to integrate um, all of these hard challenges and we are all each unique right in our own challenges that we've had to overcome and it's each of our missions to help integrate and come into um, balance and peace around our own experiences and that's our own little piece of the world right we are each a a little piece of the universe Mm -hmm. and so as we become more in integration and balance Mm -hmm. and alignment Mm -hmm. the more um, the whole field of the world increases or or vibrates higher right so we're actually in this time you know a lot of the astrologers are going crazy right now because it's you know December 21st is the equinox but it's also the first you know kind of coming the actual age of Aquarius is now here it's not just coming or dawning it's now going to be here um, starting on December 21st yeah yeah (laughs) so um, in any case these so these get getting back to flower essences and gem elixirs i was like oh my gosh the person um who the maker of those flower essence gem elixirs he can make blends Mm. so like oh wow i want to make my own blends Mm. or i got that i should make my own blends okay and so i sat down and i was like gosh what do people really need and so the first blend that came about was called soul bomb Mm. right because folks who come to me of course they come to me they've you know, because I, I do so many different modalities, the folks that come to me are usually complex cases, right? Or people who've tried a lot of different other things mm-hmm. and are still seeking, you know, some kind of relief, right? Mm-hmm. So they're, it's great because a lot of the, my patients are very sophisticated in terms of their understanding of, of holistic healing and energy medicine. Mm-hmm. So it's really um, gratifying to just come and, and, you know, be all of who I am and for folks to really get that, right? Yeah. And more and more people are getting so sophisticated with um, uh, the understanding of energy and, and, and shifting. Yeah. Um, so in any case, Soul Bomb, you know, has the energies of the tea plant, mm-hmm. right? Which in, in Hawaiian healing, tea is um, a powerful uh, healing plant. Um, it helps to clear 
you know, negative energies and entities. It has sage in it, okay. which is also, again, another, we all know, we burn sage, right, to help clear. So this is about, yeah. Soul Balm is about emotional integration and spiritual clearing, mm-hmm. right? So when a lot of people come, you know, they are having a lot of suffering. So this is kind of a, a little friend that helps to alleviate that suffering, you know, or to be with you mm-hmm. as you are working on alleviating and releasing that suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's other flowers in it too to help with mm-hmm. that. Um, but later on, I realized, um, a few months later, I realized, oh my gosh, this is actually an essence that's really great for the heart and the root chakras. Mm-hmm. So now I actually realized, I, I channeled six more elixirs. And then I realized, oh my gosh, they are... They actually help are corresponding to, um, you know, all the different chakras. <laughs> so now I'm starting to realize they've been in existence now for a couple of, for maybe almost two years. Okay. And they continue to, my understanding of their, you know, of how they help us is continuing to evolve, right? Mm-hmm. So, so now I call them kind of chakra um, integration or chakra empowering kind of sprays. Yeah, and, and tink, um, flower essence yeah. elixirs. What I truly love about experiencing your classes and then experiencing your Reiki and chiropractic journey is that it's a wholesome experience that has a component of nutrition, of additional sound healing, crystals, mm-hmm what do I need to pick up as a vitamin at the store that could potentially Mm. help me? What am I lacking in? And so I'm really excited that you have finally had the time to come back and write this book that kind of details, (laughs) I haven't read it, I'll be (laughs) honest, but I'm hoping (laughs) it details a lot of knowing how to use all these instruments and incorporate them into your life to create a wholesome, better you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's so neat. Um, I am grateful that um, even though it's been so hard, um, we 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 were in lockdown back in March of of twenty twenty. Yeah. And April twenty twenty, yeah. and I had been getting um, even a few months before that that I was supposed to write a book. Mm. I was like, okay, I think I'm supposed to write a book. I don't know how or when, but it's supposed to happen. And so actually it does, it did end up happening. Um, A friend of mine introduced me to uh, folks called the Author Incubator. And they help people to write these um, kind of self-help books Mm. in in like three months or something. So even though it was a good amount of money, I using my muscle testing and my intuition I got that it would be a good investment Mm. because also sometimes you know people need deadlines right and people need structure and they had a proven structure Um, and my friend ended up writing a book and other people wrote books so I was like okay I guess it's worth the investment and I took the risk even though gosh I really you know it's when you have your own business you're constantly um not knowing when money's going to come in the door. That's yeah. a, that's it's so interesting, right? Versus when you're in a, a salary job, yeah. at least you have that kind of sense. So when you are kind of on your own in your own business, mm-hmm. you're constantly having to m- keep your vibration high, manifest. Mm-hmm. You ha- you're constantly having to manifest money. <laughs> yes, you're the creator of right? your you're, own income. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so you know, so challenging. So. Yeah. 
you know, I didn't know how I, I actually, I was like, oh my, you know, I only have this much money left in my um, credit cards. Mm. And I'm like, okay, if I'm supposed to do this, hope, you know, then um, I will be able to cover it. And so actually the amount that the program was, was the amount that I had left in my credit card. So I literally maxed my credit cards to write this book. So I was really taking a leap of faith. And then it was COVID. So I, you know, people weren't coming in to my office. Yeah. Yeah. And so I am, I am grateful to the stimulus. I am grateful to the, um, um, unemployment that was allowed to gig workers and self-employed. Um, it really, it really was helpful. Yeah. I'll, I'll admit, um, you know, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I know. So I took the leap and I took the risk, but you know, I'm on the other end of that and I've almost paid back lots of my credit card debt. Um, and you know who knew that was going to yes. happen within this COVID year? Yes. yes. Um, so I just had to trust, because yeah. that's how muscle testing works. If you really want to, or even following your intuition, yeah. a lot of my students, right? They're still struggling with the self doubt. Like, yeah. do I trust the answer? Do I follow it? And I'm mm. like, that's how it works. That's how we practice. Yeah. We just follow and trust. You know, and so that's what I do. That's yeah. that's how disciplined I am. I'm just like, you know, that's the answer. Yeah. I'm going to have to follow it. Yeah. And that's how it that's how you get better and better, though. Yes. Right. So I followed it and I took the risk and I wrote the book and I the so the book, what's so powerful about writing a book, mm-hmm. right, is that you become a person who wrote the book, <laughs> who wrote a book because yeah. a person who has written a book that's an up-leveled you right there. Yes. The fact that you've been able to sit down and take all that you've learned Mm -hmm. and put it down on paper in a way that makes some kind of sense. (laughs) So it's almost like a life thesis. Yes. Right? Um, It's kind of like a life thesis. So I was able to take everything I've learned since 2002 when I first started Reiki. But then, of course, before, you know, my whole life experience. And I was able to put it into this book um, which basically outlines a meta framework for uh, self-healing or transformational healing so it, it acknowledge again it acknowledges um, all the different levels of who we are mm-hmm. and all the different ways out there that we can help um, to shift our energy mm-hmm. right yeah. to um, to increase our vibration um, but also to be able to hold more, right? So because we, you know, some people like, you know, we only want to go for high vibration, right? And so then at the expense of low vibration, right? But it's mm. at this point, we're at the point in this world where it's never, we need to move beyond that. Mm. We need to move beyond this idea of getting things at the expense of other things. Yeah, surviving. <laughs> right, it's exactly, right? Yeah. But rather that, we are becoming high vibration but that's also because we can hold and cherish the low vibrational things in our life that have allowed us to to grow Mm. right so actually as you grow um you know as you move up in your reiki practice and in your intuition you know as you increase that connection to the universe you're also now increasing though your connection to the earth but also to your lower vibrational energies and being able to hold both of those as powerfully, mm. right? Yeah. 
so all the shadow self right the more you can embrace that and integrate it and be at peace with it yeah. the more you can access you know all those higher vibrations as well so you want to have both going on right okay <laughs> <laughs> so good i love what you had to say about trusting and following and casting aside the doubt because i've had a conversation with myself with regards to it's not that the universe doesn't want to give you what you've been manifesting it's that you haven't been willing and trusting enough to let go of what you already have and leap into what might be in the unknown it's that like yeah <laughs> <laughs> holding on to that those crumbs and the bread and the so is like here hard. here's a loaf of bread and you're like no i just want these crumbs here right because you don't know any better <laughs> you just don't or know. you do because of course the the quote-unquote devil that you know is like so much easier to hold on to than the one that you don't right that's so true so um i mean there's this idea you know that we're constantly evolving mm-hmm. yeah. right and expanding it's just that we resist and we're scared and you know we want to hold on to the known because we're trying to protect ourselves yes and that's okay and then it's okay because when you're ready you will just release it you will and just trusting you know it's all about timing too right yeah and no one else is like you so there's no rush either even though you may a lot of my um a lot of people who are channeling more and more energy are hearing from their guides to like okay hurry up there is a little bit of urgency right because if we don't have that we're not going to change we're going to be comfortable because it's easy Mm -hmm. you know so there's a little bit of a an energetic fire being lit under all of our butts (laughs) (laughs) as energy workers and light workers yeah (laughs) to serve more and more people and we will in our own time and it's okay and things will come easily to us like when the sound bowl just came to me for free right and those things are expensive right and i you know i wasn't asking for it specifically i was just asking how do i up level how do i serve more right okay thank you so very much for spending time with us sharing your life stories and so much knowledge i feel like people who didn't know what Reiki was, they were like, okay, let's go on Google and learn some of the stuff because we need to up-level. You know, I love the word up-level now. <laughs> I think that will be my year word. I'm up-leveling. I'm up-leveling my life. Not new year, new me, just up-leveling. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Any final words in your heart, thoughts, things that you wanted to share? guess each day just looking at even the small things that you can do to practice practice um, being more compassionate to yourself and to others because it takes practice right we're so used to being hard on ourselves we're so used to judging ourselves or sometimes we'll judge other people but don't realize that actually it's because we're judging whatever we see of them in ourselves yeah. right and so ultimately um, what's going to heal the world is is love and compassion ultimately though for ourselves because we see the world 
um, where we are. Okay, so if we see things that super, that really bug us, that really trigger us, it's because there's something inside of us that we have yet to look at and to understand and to love and be compassionate with. So, um, you know, I recommend learning all, all the different ways that you can help to shift your energy. Uh, and the book that I have, which is called Knowing, The Intuitive's Guide to Transformative Healing, um, you know, outlines a lot of those different ways that you can shift and heal and learn and love. So it's not about perfection, it's about practice. And allowing yourselves the compassion to, you know, make errors and learn. On the website, you can schedule Reiki classes, acupuncture appointments, purchase releases. All of it is on the website. Um, this is it from us. So I would like to say, as I usually say, until next time, Aloha.